Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. appreciate you being here tonight. I'll try to um, uh, give you kind of what's on my heart a little and get out of your, um, get out of the way. But Joshua chapter 1, and uh, I do appreciate the preacher allowing us to preach, and it means so much to us. I love ministering here, and uh, not every moment is glamorous, but we love uh, the goodness of the Lord, and He's been good to us, and we enjoy uh, all the ministers listened to Grace Anna sing a moment ago, and we're just thinking about all the all the lives that God has allowed us to see, and the the, the people that we're just allowed to be around, be a part of, and be a part of the ministry. I know so many of you have as well. So very thankful for it, and I trust and pray uh, that God that you'll continue to serve the Lord, and uh, we're excited about the days ahead. Joshua chapter number one, and let's maybe read verse uh, one through verse nine. I'll give you a couple thoughts, and, and we'll be done. In verse number 1, the Bible said, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses." From the wilderness uh, and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and into the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not uh, any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be, be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then uh, thou shalt have good success. Have, I not, uh, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, your mercy. Lord, you know, uh, Lord, you know who we are, you know what we are. I pray, God, that you would use your word, speak through us. Help us to only say the things you would have for us to say. We pray you bless these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I, uh, just a couple of things just by way of introduction. Uh, I know this, this passage has been preached uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, and I guess every preacher has preached multiple messages from this text. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of great things in it. Uh, sometimes, uh, and I just noticed this this afternoon as I was finishing up. I know I've, I know I've preached some of this before. But in chapter 1, verse 6, verse 7, and verse 9, he essentially makes the same comment. He makes the comment, be strong and of good courage. And then in verse 7, he said, be thou strong and very courageous. 
And then in verse number 8, he said, be strong and of good courage. I was thinking about that. It has really uh, nothing to do with where I wanted to go other than just uh, maybe a bit of introduction. I noticed uh, in those three things, though, that uh, he uses the phrase strong and courageous. He uses the phrase or the terms, the words strong and courageous. And I got to thinking about why uh, maybe those two words would be used. He could have used just be courageous or he could have used just to be strong, but he used both of them. And I began to think about how that, I was just thinking about this kind of in passing, how that uh, strength is, uh, the need of strength is because of the weight of the task. Sometimes uh, the, the things that, were, that are pressed before us, there is a, there's a great weight to them, and it requires, it requires strength. Sometimes to carry the burden, whether it's of uh, the, the, the ministry of a church or the school or raising a family or, or a building project or whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you're facing in your life, sometimes you need the strength to stand up under just the sheer weight of what's going on in your life. And then he used the other term where he said courageous. I thought about how that possibly this has to do with the fear of the task. Sometimes the things we face comes with a certain amount of fear because of some of the uncertainty of the results or of the outcome. We don't know what's coming up. We don't know what's going on. It's very much uh, my kids. I promised them I would leave them out of the message, but just like having a child, I would uh, uh, an unnamed nobody child that begins to drive. There's a lot of fear when they get on the road. And uh, it, it's, it's scary. Why? Uh, so there's a lot of, so we see both strength and, and, and courage that is being put here. I thought about this, uh, and then we'll get into the message. There's, there's three places here that it talks about it. The first time he talked about it, he said in verse number six, he said, be strong and of good courage. And then he follows that up with, for unto this people thou shalt divide and inheritance uh, the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. So the first time he talks about being strong and of good courage, he follows it up with a task that is outward. It's a task that is outward. It involves other people, uh, and it is earthly. The second time that he talks about this, he said, Only be thou strong and very courageous, verse number 7, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which, the Moses, thy, which Moses my servant uh, commanded thee. In this one, it's not outward, but it's inward. So the first one, he said, hey, and, and, and I may, maybe we're stretching this, but we are. Leave me alone. It's all right. I enjoyed it. Uh, but the first time, he's talking about, hey, you're gonna, there's a task before you to do. It's outward. It has to deal with other people. The second time, he's talking about be courageous, be strong, and it deals with the law. And so it's eternal, uh, or it's upward, and it has to do, or excuse me, it is inward. It deals with self, and so we see kind of the variance there. And so the third time, there's no task attached to it. It's just simply a promise that God, uh, he said, be strong and uh, of good courage. Be not afraid. Be thou, uh, be thou dismayed. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee and whithersoever thou goest. So this importance of being strong and very courageous. I was thinking about this text and as I was trying to study and put a few thoughts together, I I, in my heart, I felt, you know, I, I really won't, maybe if the Lord would let me, I'd just like to be encouraging. I, we, we, we need, I, I believe we're living in an hour and a time where we, we need some encouragement. 
There's a lot of things that we're facing, both as a body of believers, as a community, as a nation, as, as family groups, and as individuals that we're facing. And, and I would that God would just allow us to, uh, have, to be a little bit encouraged. I, I wanted to preach just for a few moments, if I could, on this notion of passing truths. If we take these first nine verses and we sort of break them apart, there's some truths here that are passed down from one group to the next. Moses has passed away, Joshua is on the scene, and God is reminding, jo uh, God is reminding Joshua of some truths and of some promises that would be in his life. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, one, of our, uh, one of our students, a friend of ours, they had, they had, they had shot and killed, they killed a deer, and, and they brought us some of the meat, and, and I, I got this wild notion that I didn't have anything else to do, and that why not go ahead and just cut it up and, and, and grind it into hamburger yourself, and, and so, I, 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 so that's what we did. It was 9, 10 o'clock at night, and I'm grinding hamburger, and uh, my dad, last week, he went down in Florida and shot and killed a deer, and, uh, and so I told him, I said, hey, why don't you just grind up your own? I said, I just did it. It seemed to turn out okay. It tastes pretty good. Uh, and it's, it seems just fine. And said, so why don't you just do that? And so he come by and got the, the grinder, and we talked a little bit. And we were, but we were talking this afternoon, and we were talking about he, he, had, he had done what I had done and put it in bags and sealed it up and put it in the freezer. He's talking about how it was all in the freezer. And, and someone had told him, said, if you will take it in those freezer bags and wrap it in aluminum foil, it will, it will prevent it from getting freezer burn. I said, Dad, that's exactly what you... I said, you don't remember, you don't remember Granny? You don't remember what she would do? And, and I was a small child, and I'm going somewhere hopefully very quickly, but I remember being a small kid. I was probably 8, 9, 10 years old. We lived about a mile and a half or so from my grandmother, and one of my favorite things in the world to do was in the summertime was to get on my bike and ride from our house to my grandmother's house. There's some very obvious reasons that I wanted to do that. One of them was is I had four sisters, and I would have, I would have rode my bike 20 miles. And Elizabeth's not here tonight, and that's her fault. But uh, I would have ridden my bike 20 miles to get away from those four. I'm just kidding. But, but listen, when I rode to Granny's house, here's how it was. I was the grandbaby. I was the only uh, grandson around. And, and so I was, and Granny would always say, hey, she would, she would call me her pride and joy. And whatever Daniel won't, for the most part, Daniel got. And so I would go there, and she had a TV in the back room and a rocking chair that I would go and sit in. That rocking chair is in my living room now. And I would go back there and sit in that rocking chair. I had my own TV and I would sit back there and just, I, whatever I wanted. I'll never forget Granny going back there. And in that back room was this big, tall, stand-up uh, uh, freezer. And she'd come back there and she'd say, do you want something to eat? Well, you don't ask a boy that because you, you know he always, the answer is always yes. And I remember Granny would open the freezer door and I love, I love hamburgers and I love fries. Listen, if you, you, I don't have a favorite meal, but it'd be in the top seven, right? And so uh, she, would, she would open that freezer door and she'd pull out this pack of aluminum foil that would be about that long, and she would have taken her hamburger meat and padded it out to these big fat patties and wrapped it, doubled up in that aluminum foil. And I remember her going into, she would go into the, the, the kitchen and she would, she would break one off into the skillet, and she would fry that up. And, and I can still, I do this. 
When I cook a hamburger at the house, if I'm cooking that hamburger and the skillet starts getting a little too hot, now look, now look, don't, don't do this to me now. Uh, we, we, are, we, we work in a lot around here. I'm tired. I, my patience is probably not what it ought to be. So don't mess with me, okay? If this is wrong, just leave me alone. But I remember watching my grandmother take those frozen hamburger patties that she'd patted out herself, and she'd start cooking them. Well, if the skillet got a little too hot, she would go get her a little cup of water, and she'd pour a little water into the skillet and keep it from, I don't, I, and so when I cook a hamburger, I do the exact same thing. So I told dad, I was like, hey, don't you remember, I can still, I can smell, I can smell the grease of the french fries, I can hear the sizzle of the burger passing truths. There's some things that are just passed down from one group to the other. And in this text, Moses, Moses, has, Moses has gone on. And Joshua is left with a task. And, and I realize that, that it's not always in this context. We understand that Joshua is the leader now of a nation. And sometimes, listen, I know the context, but there's so many places in our lives where there are pillars in our life that we lean on, that we depend on, that are our places of strength. I thought about what it meant to be a pillar. A pillar is, is, th is something that holds things up. Sometimes these pillars can be a church or a job or a pastor or a family member. Sometimes we have family members, and, and as, time, as time ebbs and flows, we go from leaning on the pillar or depending on those pillars in our life to we, we just sort of wake up one day and all of a sudden uh, you're, uh, you're the one that they're leaning on. So pillars are important, and, and we see uh, these things. In verse number 1 and verse number 2, I see the passing of a pillar. The people had depended on Moses. Now they depend on Joshua. You are dependent on someone, and one day, if not already, someone is dependent on you. In verse number one and verse number two, there's a couple things that we see. We see the meaning of a pillar. The second thing we see, we see the death of a pillar. All pillars in our life will pass. They'll all pass. Whether, listen, whether it's physically that God takes them from here to there or there's a change in our lives and that place of strength, that place of dependence is removed and it's placed on something else. Only The only thing certain that never changes in our life is the Word of God. So we see this, the, uh, the meaning of this, the death of a pillar and then the loss of a pillar. What was the experience like when Moses passed and now the weight of a nation is upon Joshua? There's some things that we learn when we go through these experiences. These experiences. First, we must learn to go without. That's tough. When we pick up the phone and we go to make the phone call, listen, uh, listen, I'm very dependent on my family and I'm very dependent on some people that God has put in our life. And as God, uh, as, as we have aged, God has removed some of those from our life and, and those people that we would pick up the phone and call and say, what do you do with this? 
Not very long ago, my uncle passed away, and last Thanksgiving, we were there with him in Louisiana, and I remember sitting there and, and asking him, I asked him to, there, there was a knot that he showed us to tie when we were just little kids, a fishing knot they showed us to tie, and I remember before we left, I, I looked at him and said, hey, Uncle, uh, Uncle Roy, would, would you show me how to tie that knot again? I, I, I want to make sure I got it right. Now, I knew well how to tie the knot, but the truth was, I just wanted to hear him, see him, show me again. God sometimes removes, that those pillars are removed from our life. And the first thing we learn is that we have to learn to go without. The second thing we must learn is we must learn to move forward. We, and, and Joshua's experience here, God, in the text, he said, uh, he said, Moses, uh, my servant is dead. Verse 2, now therefore arise and go over this Jordan. Although the pillar was removed, the movement still had to pursue or proceed. There were still things that had to be done. And so we learned to go without, we learned to move forward, and then we must learn to become pillars ourselves. I am, I, this, this should be the first year if something doesn't change. But hopefully not. I want to say it better not, but I don't want to put that real pressure out there. But this will be the first year in 14 years that I won't coach the boys' basketball team. And John, uh, John is going to coach the boys this year. And the other day, Philip come home and he said, uh, he said, Dad, he said, John sounds just like you. And I thought, bless his heart. He's got a lot to learn. But he's going to try to coach those boys. And the truth is, is that, listen, you go from being the player to being the coach. You go from being the child to being the parent. Uh, those, those things, we must learn to be those places, those pillars. So we see the passing of a, uh, of a pillar. And then we see the passing of progress. In verse number 3 and verse number 4, God tells uh, Joshua, he said, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. So the, we saw not just the passing of a pillar, but we saw the passing of progress. Progress is not meant for one generation. The end, of, the end of this piece of the ministry or this piece of our family or this piece of whatever it is that we're endeavor we're involved in, the, the progress of that is not meant to be stopped when we're no longer doing it. The second thing that we see there is progress is not for one generation. The second thing we notice is that progress isn't the measure, uh, isn't measured the same with God. Progress isn't measured the same way with God as it is with man. Listen, we, we have tape measures and, and, and we have rulers and we have weights and we have all these measurements and, and we measure things. We measure success and progress and results in a completely different fashion than God does. It may be, uh, it may be a different season. It may be a different place, uh, but it's still yet the same. Quickly, progress is not limited. God uses men. God uses people, but it's not limited by people. Meaning in, this, in the context here is God had used Moses, but his plan, his purpose, his will for the nation did not stop at the ending of Moses' life. As parents, it's the same thing. Listen, we, we're, 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 we're passing on the things that we've done the things that we've taught. And so we see the passing of a pillar, the passing of progress. The third thing we see is we see the passing of promises. In verse 5 and verse 6, 
So in verse 5, he said, Thou shalt not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now look what he said. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. There's a passing of promises. God's promises are not limited to people. Listen, the same, look, the promises that God has given uh, Pastor Ward, the same promises that God has given me, the same God promises that God has given you, the, the, uh, many of those promises are true for our children. They're true for our grandchildren. They're true for America. They're true for Europe. They're, true, it, they're not limited to people. So the promises of God, that is what we stand on. I thought about this in verse number 5 and verse number 6. Uh, that one, he obviously said in the text, right? He shall not fail thee, and he shall not forsake thee. The psalmist talked about how they had been young and old, but he never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the, his seed begging bread. Uh, but, but here's another thing to insert here very quickly. Uh, he said in verse number 6, be strong and of good courage. He So the promises of God, courage, if you're looking for courage, courage is found in the promises of God. Courage is found in what the Word of God has to say. It's not found in the promises of anything else in our life, but the, the courage to proceed with, with what the Lord wants for us is found in His Word. So I just want to encourage you, the passing of promises. Not only that, but we also see the passing of precepts. In verse 7 and verse number 8, the passing of precepts are the Word of God. He said, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it uh, to the right hand or, nor to, uh, or to the left, that the, uh, thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And so in verse 7 and verse number 8, he said verse number 8, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to to all that is written therein. So we, the, the, these, these precepts, one, the precept, the command to observe the law. We're, we're commanded uh, this. It, it didn't end with Moses. We, we talk about old-time religion, and I'm for old-time religion. I, I mean, completely, but, I, but I'm going to tell you, we won't keep or pursue or remain in old-time religion if we cease to uh, uh, observe the law of God. It's the same. It's the truth. It's the, it's the way of life. He was, so we were commanded, he was commanded to observe the law, and secondly, he was commanded to continue in the law. It's not enough for me just to, to pay attention to it, to notice it, but it's things that I must continue in. This is far more important than Granny's hamburger. I, I listen, and there's things that we're more, we are more attached to, like Granny's hamburger, than we are the Word of God, that is, it's almost repulsive. We wonder, we wonder why there's so little courage, there's so little being strength in our day. Is it possible because we've ceased to observe, we've ceased to uh, continue in the law of God? And then he was commanded to consume the law. It, it becomes, it is, our, it is our diet, it's what feeds us. It's what feeding, it's what's feeding our lives. I can tell you from very just honest experience 
the times that I struggle in my life with my walk with God, most of them is when I've ceased or the, the word of God, even if I was taking it in my mind, it wasn't life for me. So we continue, we, we are commanded to continue in the law, to observe the law, and then to consume the law. So courage is not just found, and he says it here, courage is found in the promises of God, but courage is found in the, in this, in, in, uh, here I noticed or talked about that it was found in the precepts of God over and over again. So our strength, our courage is in God. Whatever the task is that we're facing, whatever it is, and, and, and all of us have a certain amount of, of, of task or things that we face that, are, that seemingly are overwhelming, that are, are, are more than we can bear more than we can handle, more than we can do, more than we can accomplish. How, how could we, in the light of Joshua and his challenge, our challenge is weak in comparison, but I think it leads to that old adage that my pain is real because it hurts. Those things that you're facing, those difficulties that you're standing in front of, those things that you're concerned about. You say, well, I, I don't have any. Good for you. I'm glad you're in a good state. That's awesome. But if you either, you either have them or you're going to have them very shortly, there's always something. The heartache of a loved one, the, the, the worry of a job, whatever the case may be, the passing of the precepts. And then lastly, we see the passing of prosperity. The passing of prosperity. In the end of verse number 8, he concludes the verse by saying, uh, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then shalt thou have good success. In there, now, and I was looking, I was looking at that text, and I, I know I've heard preacher preach through this text at graduation, and I'm sure other places and times, but that this, this does not mean I'm going to be rich. So many people misinterpret the gospel and the word of God and God's plan for our life. This does not mean, it does not mean that we're going to be rich. But he said there, he said, uh, he said shall make thy way prosperous. That's our course. And, I, I, and I've always been hung up on, on that phrase, thy way. And you find it throughout the Old Testament. And that's talking about our course of life or the road that we're on. God is going to make that successful. It may not be what you or I deem successful, but he said that he'd make it to prosperous and that we'd have good success. So the passing of prosperity, what God was doing, was what the Lord was telling Joshua at the onset of his ministry, leading a nation, God saying, hey, the same way I bless Moses is the same way I'm going to bless you. The same way he blesses the family that's been married for 50 years uh, is the same way that he's willing to marry uh, or bless the family that got married today. The same way God blessed families that were raising their children in the 80s and the 90s and the 60s is the same way. We, we all say this, right? And it's the truth. I would hate to have to have start all over today. They're facing so much more. But the truth of the matter is, no matter what it is that we're facing, no matter the time of the year, the season, no matter the corruption of the world or, or the, the gravity of sin, the same God is still in charge and he still promises that he'd help us and, 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 and never leave us nor forsake us. So we just have to make up our minds. 
that we're going to find our courage and our strength in the Lord. Sometimes I need courage for the things that I'm facing, the things that are outward. Sometimes I need courage inwardly and strength inwardly that I may continue to walk in the ways of God. So we see, first off, that he's made his way prosperous. Secondly, he made his way of good success. And thirdly, his way was made with the Lord thy God. Look what he said. He said, be, be thou, uh, uh, in verse, the end of verse 9, or verse 9, let's read the whole verse 9. He said, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. My life is, is my life is, is, is encapsulated by God. He's, listen, he, we are, there is a payment for sin. There is a right and wrong. But the truth is, is that God is in our lives. He knows who we are. He knows our, our downfalls. He, he, he knows our frailty. And so we see this passing of truths. What pillars in your life have fallen? Which ones has God removed from your life? Maybe you're at a stage now where you are that pillar. There, he, he said the beginning of that text, he talked about how that, uh, to remember and, and to, to follow the words of Moses. And that's what we want as parents, right? We want our children to follow the instruction that we gave them when they were in our home. So the passing of truths. Be strong and of good courage. For the Lord thy God, he's with you. So whether I'm facing, you know, a problem working on a bus or dealing with a student or balancing my budget, whatever the case is, whatever world you live in, the Lord, the Lord has made us some promises. The same way he was with Moses is the same way, you know what the truth is, the same way he was with Pastor Ward, he was with Brother Allen, and the same way he'll be with you and I. And so that, that is where, that's where we are. I hope stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Preacher, I'll turn that back over to you. And I know there's much to pray about tonight. We're so thankful for the goodness of God. Preacher. Great crowd tonight. Thank you so much for being here. But let's gather for prayer. It's not enough just to come and be part of the service. Prayer meeting night. Have a good crowd down here. and You call on the Lord. I tell you, we covet your prayers. We've got a huge task ahead of us during the month of November here. special request tonight just uh, call on the Lord <laughs> 